What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 36 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. We are, if you are listening to these as they come out and not in a back catalog, we've been gone for like a week and a half plus. Uh, we just want to appreciate y'all being patient with us. We had our uh, our episode with a guest and then we just disappeared. Uh, life gets crazy. Work was hectic for me, especially. I can't speak too much of what Jalen was doing, but I'm sure Jaylen, you started, were something about. Work started for me because now I work at Planet Fitness now. So being up early in the mornings and trying to be able to contain the energy, that's been uh, another challenge for me. So that's one. Uh, also, again, um, last episode, we want to give a, another big shout out to our special guest, Chill Takes, mm-hmm. um, off of TikTok. Off of TikTok, appreciate you for stopping by. Ho- uh, hopefully, and hopefully, that won't be the last time he ever appears on, on our show. Oh, for sure. I'm sure we'll have him back on during NBA stuff and March Madness and everything. He'll he'll be back. If he wants to be back, he'll be back. Um, but yeah, so let's get right into it, man. We got to touch on a couple things first, uh, right out the gate. I know we're about two weeks behind this for everything, but uh, Super Bowl recap. What'd you think? Um, and I, I think we can really just bring it down to one play. I'm going to skip it. We can, but we shouldn't. I'm, I'm going to put it into into a phrase like this. Mm-hmm. It was an instant classic. For sure. That did not end the right way. For sure. What do I mean, I mean by that? When you have an instant classic in any type of competition, any type of like sporting event, let the players finish it out. Mm-hmm. Now let's go ahead and get this out of the way. It was a hold. For sure. It fit the definition. It was the right call. However, but in that moment, in that game, you do not let that ruin the game. It ruined, no. it, it ruined, it ruined the classic. It did not end how it was supposed to. That game was supposed to end with the players ending it. On not top of that, recall. Yeah, on top of that, if you look at that too, it was so early in the play that it had zero effect on it at all. It wasn't like it happened right before the ball was thrown. It was like it happened within the first. I would say two seconds of the play. So I, it, I will give props to Bradbury for coming out and saying that. Yeah, I held him. Uh, what I will say, um, uh, I'm not gonna give him props for that. He really should have kept his mouth shut on that one. You got to feel I, like I, I, I appreciate him taking ownership. What I will I, I say, I get that for taking accountability, but there's a level of taking account accountability and just like, dude, do not snitch on yourself, Bradbury. I understand and I respect you for taking accountability. Don't snitch on yourself. Look, again, it was the right call. I get all that. But at the same time, in that moment, the players should end that game, not the referees. That's For sure. Still, that, because here's how it should have ended. Either Pat, either Juju gets a catch and it's a touchdown, or Juju gets a catch and it's a first down, it's an incompletion, and they had to kick the field goal, and then you get Jalen Hurts and, uh, a chance to, like, and you, then you get Jalen Hurts a chance or an opportunity to see if he can tie that thing up. No, uh, here's what I will say. Um, and if he gets, and if he, and if he scores again, kudos. If he doesn't, bet. Congrats to the Chiefs defense and to the Chiefs. But uh, but at the end of the day, the game did not end how it was supposed to end. But congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the midst of a dynasty. I think it's the second Super Bowl in four in four years. Yep. 
So congrats and so on um, four seasons. So congrats to them. They did exactly what um they did exactly what they're supposed to do. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Uh, but really, let, let's be honest. Um, people are gonna be clowning the Philadelphia Eagles defense all year long. Yep. As much as it's valid. Because you look at the opponents that they face, and once they finally face the top tier quarterback, you, you saw that happen. Mm-hmm. I get all that. Uh, I'm putting blame on a guy that just got hired to be the head coach of the of the Arizona Cardinals. Yep, 100. percent That was because bad scheme and everything. Bad what scheme, I, and you never adjusted. No, and here's what I will say: there are two players on that team who handled their win. Like, first of all, before we get too far into this. Shout out Jet, man. I'm I'm happy for Jet that he's finally got his ring. Uh, he dude deserves it. And that was the smartest play ever where he slid on the one yard line to make sure that time ran out. Cause I, I give him nothing but respect for that. That is I something- said I said going into that game, dog. I'm rooting for five people yep. in this game. Yep. Jerry McKinnon <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Jordan Southern. That's Hale Southern. Mm-hmm. And no place else. And the four Bama boys that's in the four Bama boys that's with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, Josh Joe, Devontae Smith, who balled. Jalen uh, Hurts, who balled. Mm-hmm. And Landon Dickinson, who balled. Now, there are two people on the Chiefs team I want to give a quick little shout out to. First of all, we need to send a missing persons report out for Judy Smith Schuster. After him trying to take a shot at uh, James Bradbury and AJ Brown, absolutely flaming him. Did you see that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. As far as like you're talking about that, <laughs> uh, that, uh, that for that uh, that accursed holiday card. Yeah, that Valentine's Day thing he put out, and AJ Brown saying, first of all, congratulations, y'all deserve it, but this is lame. You were on your way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career in a one year deal, TikTok boy. <laughs> oh, you reading it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he just so for those who didn't see this and have been living under a rock for the last two weeks, um, basically, well, Judas Schuster tweeted out a picture of uh, James Bradbury on the front of a Valentine's Day card saying, I'll hold you when it matters most, which is funny yeah, coming from anybody but Juju. So AJ Brown, who again, balled out, says, first of all, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You were on your way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on a one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're – or he admitted he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was, but congrats again. So basically saying congrats, but, like, you're garbage. And well, he was. <laughs> well, okay, let's look, at, let's look at Juju's career already. Now he's a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. But I've said this since he was even at USC. Dude was never a number one. No, he he's a champion by happenstance, not by. No, he, he's gonna make. Play, he's a guy that's gonna make plays in key time and like in, in during key times of a game. We understood that Juju is not a scrub, but he's not a but he's not a guy. He's not the guy. That could take over a game as a as a true number one receiver. He, he is was a never true that. no. He is a true number two or number three receiver. He yes. needs help. He's a complimentary receiver. That's always what he is, and that's always what he's been. Now, what I will give but actual the, props I, I to the hype of him came from a lot of social media TikToks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, and when you basically build up your brand bigger than your game, then 
you get unnecessary hype that you know that your game is not able to live up to. Oh, God, no. No, Ju- Juju's a bum. I mean, I'll take any – and I'm not I'm saying not this because I'm biased. Gonna, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to say Juju's a bum. I, I say he's good. He's not that. He he is a serviceable – he is the Jimmy Garoppolo of the wide receiver world. He is serviceable as a wide receiver, and that's it. He is a good plug-and-play receiver if you need – he'll get you 500, 600 yards on the season, um, but he'll never be – like you said, he'll never be that true number one guy. He's not going to take over. He's not going to take over a game like that. Never. No. Now, what I will give props to, and this is actual props, I want to give props to Melvin Gordon. Did you see that uh, picture he tweeted after the Super Bowl? No, but like, look, congrats to him. He's been through a lot in his career. Oh so. yeah. So it was a picture of him with a cigar saying, "They carried me the whole way." <laughs> Heck, he was honest. Yeah, I appreciate make, that. You can't make like he beat people to the joke. Yeah, I appreciate that. It, um, it, you got to be upfront with it. Also, another thing with Juju. Hmm. Look at what his career has been since AB left him. Oh, he, he's not good at all. He cannot be a true number one, and he, he never will yeah, be. It's not number one numbers. It's not like he's he's been a scrub. He's not a scrub. He's just not a number one guy. No, he is a number That's two receiver at bottom best. Line. At the best. bottom line with that one. So, he's a free agent again, and he's going to get another one or two-year prove-it deal. Yep. So, you know, again, congrats to him. Congrats to the Chiefs. Uh Big shout out to um, big, big shout out to them. Big shout out. Um, Absolutely, we got to give one more shout out to. Uh, so, LeBron broke the scoring record. Yep. Now I will not. I, I will shout out his fake crying. <laughs> that was bad. That interview after the game was bad. But look, all jokes aside, props to LeBron, man. I mean, I, I didn't expect this to happen. I'll I'll be the first to admit. While I don't. You know, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I respect his game. I respect what he's done outside the game. I respect him as, you know, a person, an athlete. I just don't got to like his interviews. He does get a lot of questionable, you know, calls or no calls. But that's, you know, besides the point when you are at that. Yeah, but when you're at that talent level, that's going to happen. So, I mean, we can scrutinize him all day. The numbers are there. Proof is in the numbers, and they don't lie. And he, you know, he balled out. You know, I'll give credit where credit's due. Shout out to LeBron. Um, I do want to give a not shout out to Skip Bayless once again, our our favorite person on the show. Uh, shortly after LeBron broke the record, uh, he said that breaking Kareem's all time record uh, or all time scoring record is right up there with the baseball home run record. Uh, I don't know about you. I agree. Skip does not, but I agree. I think it's it's comparable because no one, not even just a home run record. Look at Pujols hitting 700. It is going to be at least 15 years before we see somebody do that again. Judge isn't close. The way that baseball is going right now, it's a possibility somebody can possibly catch that record, but it's going to be a long. Like you said, it's going to be about 15 years. Yeah, Let me touch a, on LeBron real quick. Yeah, hop in there real quick. LeBron is uh, LeBron is the greatest all around basketball player that we've ever seen in the league. I've already admitted that years ago. I'm a Jordan guy, but we'll we'll, we'll move on. I, I, here's the thing: I said greatest all around, like as far as both offense and defense. I give him, uh, I give him that. He's had a longevity. He's taking care of his body as a human being, and as a father, and as a husband, he's tremendous. Um, on and on, like again, on that as a everything on his team, the people that he has around him, the loyalty that he has, and the businessman that he is becoming, both with his philanthropy. His produce like his media producing, um, uh, media production company that he's building up, 
the dude's worth a billion dollars if in and counting he's a tremendous all day as a basketball player he's like i think lebron is going to come to the point where he's like his whole brand and everything is going to be even bigger than basketball and his name for basketball is already high is going to continue to increase for him and i want to point that out the other thing i want to mention is this as much as i said he's gonna you know like he's gonna be he uh, uh like he's the greatest all-around basketball player of all time i can't take him over jordan no it, it's because and i get, and i get it the lebron sexuals the worshipers <laughs> uh the, uh, uh, the whatever you want to call them the lebron fans i get your point i completely understand that yeah i am not the person that's going to negate forget or discount championships i'm no. not gonna do it or awards i or will any of it. never do it no when the numbers are there that, you agree with the numbers that is the point of the that is the point of sports and that's the point of being the greatest because you got the stuff to back it up lebron has a lot of stuff and has a whole bunch of cases to get on like on uh, to be on um, like this goat conversation is never gonna never gonna stop it's never gonna end i'm fine no. with that i completely understand that yeah i'm good but for what jordan did he did for what lebron has done he's done it. they both did it different ways the reason why this is gonna and this is never gonna end is because both of them did it different ways than the other and right now the argument is about which way is better and at different times and at different positions too and the different rules of it all now LeBron exactly. has gone through two has gone through multiple eras he's old enough that he's played with former players his rookie year to the point that those like those guys are not in the league no more he playing against their sons think no. about that now LeBron yeah. is playing against daddies and sons pause yeah. <laughs> but the point um, but the main thing about it is both of them did it in different ways exactly and but you I'm said not going to discount championships and like as much people say championships is a is a team sport that is correct mm -hmm. but in basketball set let me give you a prime example the Atlanta Hawks the year they was number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference had the best team had the best team in the Eastern Conference why did they get swept with LeBron because nobody on the Atlanta Hawks team was better than him Mm -hmm. No, I'll give you that. And I mean, you said it best. Well, Jordan may be the GOAT. LeBron is probably the best all-around basketball player of all time. Yep. Um, and I, I got to give a shout-out to our, our guys over at 1420 Podcast. They're, they're big hockey fans. He, LeBron is the Gordie Howe. This might be a bit of a stretch. LeBron is the Gordie Howe of the NBA, uh, Mr. Basketball and Mr. Bro. Hockey. <laughs> bro, bro, I'm black. I don't watch hockey like that. So. You're good. And look, I, I'm not until the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm hey, not look. paying attention to hockey heavy like that. Brent Davis. The only thing I know right now is that there's a guy that's with the with the oil with the Oilers that's about like that's on pace to get his first fifty um fifty goal career uh, like career season. Brent Dave, if I'm right or wrong, let me know. Um, I just thought you guys get kicked into that. Any of our hockey fans who are listeners, but no, I agree. I mean, look, you, you give credit where credits due. But I agree. I, Jordan's still the greatest of all time. Come at me. I don't care. Um, but let's move on. Let's keep it with the NBA for a little bit. We've got to pick up the pace just a touch. This was one of the most – and th this is what's been killing me about us not being able to find time to record for a while. 
I have been wanting to talk about the trade deadline for days. <laughs> now we can finally do it. Dude, what has been happening? What happened? Well, let's start with the big one. We, we got to talk about Kyrie. That ain't the big one. What's the big one? KD to, KD to Phoenix. Well, I, I feel like the dominoes started with The fact that an NBA trade usurped the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, again, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. He's playing mm-hmm. the fact that, first of all, the fact that Phoenix was able to pull this off and they didn't have to give up Chris Paul or Devin Booker. Think about that now. You traded for Kevin Durant. Hurt or not, he's still he's still very much so uh, he's still very much in his prime. You traded him for Mikael Bridges, tremendous defender, was a defensive player of your candidate last season. Cam Johnson, tremendous three and D guy, and a few first round picks. And let's be honest, draft draft picks in the NBA don't mean squat if you no. ain't got a top five pick. Yeah. They don't that 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 does not mean squat. I'll be so generous to give you top ten, but still. Yeah. Don't mean squat. You traded that and you didn't have to give up Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, nor Devin Booker. And you got Kevin Durant. I'm gonna be credit, honest. Credit credit to Phoenix ownership. And uh and credit to uh the GM, an owner of the Brooklyn Nets, who just wanted to go ahead and call a rebuild. Yeah, I, this because is very. He, he knew that was a bonfire. He knew that was a, like that was going to be a a, a a crap show. So he did he did what he had to do. He made it paid on. But Kevin, like Kevin Durant, to Phoenix with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. If that's not the favorite to the West, I don't know who he is. Now, of course, I, there's a few names, but right now Phoenix is the favorite in the West once Kevin Durant gets back from injury. Here's what I will say, and and I, I uh, so me and one of the other sports podcasts on Twitter, uh, Dave and John over loving the playing field. Dave and I were going back and forth on Twitter, uh, talking a lot about this trade. Um, now, where I stand on this, and I, I said that I don't speak for both of us; I only speak for me. I cannot wait to see Phoenix mess this up. I don't see this working. Why I really would you don't. think they mess it up? Because Chris Paul, it, it, Chris Paul is cursed, and I I love Chris Paul. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris Paul is cursed. KD is broken. Why? And okay. De- why? What do you mean by KD is broken? That one I'm I'm going to question you on. He's just injured consistently. So the biggest no, thing. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not like Chris Paul injured. No, well, no, he's not like Chris Paul injured. I can't. Yeah, you know, that's obviously like that. That's cursed. <laughs> that's KD, a different conversation. KD, Yes, he has the injuries, but that knee issue, that was a freak accident. That wasn't something that was building up for a while. But here's my thing. Go ahead. Here's my thing. So just because you have a big three doesn't mean that you're going to win. There have been plenty of times in history that a big three hasn't worked. When what? I'm saying. You got to specify winning, dog. Winning everything, winning a championship. There okay. are plenty, plenty of times in a big three hasn't amounted to winning the championships. But can they get there? I still don't think they do. Paul George, Westbrook, Mello, bust. Look at. I give you that. Look at and even we'll, we'll even go bigger because the big five. I say, okay, I say it don't pan out. I we, didn't we, pan out. 
we all remember the big five, the Lakers big five with Steve Nash, Powell, Kobe, Dwight, and Mr. Metal World Peace. That That was a bust. Then you look at the big three with the Brooklyn big three where you had um, – Gary, Yeah, and James Harden. And then before that, they had uh, Iso Joe, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. That was not going to win a championship. No, but Paul Pierce was old. KG was old. KG still dominating. and not dog, but you forget the big three that did work out. They was going against that. It was not going to work. Here, here's what I'm gonna, saying. It was, okay, it, it worked because it got them to the playoffs and it got them to face against Miami. Mm-hmm. They just happened to have. They just happened to run into Miami. And here's what I'll say. Here's what I'm saying. The only way I see this working is if they can. The, the only time big threes have worked in the history of this league is when people have stepped into a role and they stay in their lane. When you have a big three and egos get in the way, it doesn't work. The only way this works, and here's the thing that gets me worried, Kevin Durant and Booker being the centerpiece for that offensive scoring. That's what concerns me. CP3 will will facilitate all day. I'm not worried Mm -hmm. about that. But if you look at the successful big threes, you look at Parker, Duncan, Manu, you look at Pierce, KG, and Allen, even Love, James, and Kyrie, you you had your roles. Everyone had their place in Mm -hmm. that team. Now, the issue is if Booker and Kevin Durant cannot stay in their own lanes and stay healthy, they won't win. And I've been that that's my thing. And let me tell you where I disagree. Hmm. Where you have concerns about that, I don't. Here's the reason why. Why did Kevin Durant win in Golden State? Because he knew he was going into a situation that he know that he knew. That he was not going to be need to be the guy. He wasn't going to be the guy. He's going to play team basketball. The ball was going to move around. There was a role that everybody played. Kevin Durant followed it. It led him to having two. It led him to two NBA championships with finals and finals MVPs. Because of that, and also he knew that he was surrounded by unselfish guys. Book likes to score, but he's not a selfish guy. To, uh, he's not a selfish guy. He's not known for that. He does move the ball around. Here's the reason why the ball is going to get moved around. They're going to have success. Pressure's on Chris Paul. You just mentioned Chris Paul was cursed. Mm-hmm. But who? But is Chris Paul not one of the greatest point guards in NBA history? Not I believe he is. You can argue with me on that. I, I believe he is. I love Chris he's Paul. Got, but also, he's one of the greatest leaders in, college, in, in, in all of basketball. Think about this now. New Orleans... Got him and got got him deep to the playoffs when he was playing with David West in his prime. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the Clippers. Clippers been irrelevant until he got there. Got them and got them to the and got them to the second round. Never could have get him the third round. That's only because he ran up against a, a whole chunk better um, better teams, and he had to be the best player almost every time. Then he got and basically it's like a punishment. He got sent to OKC at the time when they was when they was doing, going over to a rebuild season. What did he mm-hmm. do? He led. He led them. Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is now an All Star, and Dennis Schroeder. He led that squad to the play, uh, to the playoffs when they were projected to be a lottery pick. Leadership got him there. Now he did lose to the Houston. Scratch that. He went to Houston with James mm-hmm. Harden. If he would not have gotten hurt, a lot of people said that team would have beat the Warriors. But then they would never know. N- then he got benched to OKC. OKC was projected to be dead last. Chris Paul was on the tail end of his career. 
he got that team to the uh, to the NBA playoffs. And then you go to his first year in Phoenix with Devin Booker, the really uh, a perfect uh, per, a perfect pairing for Chris Paul, outside of, outside of if he ever played with LeBron mm-hmm. in all the uh, all the uh, Olympic games, whatever. Devin Booker and he helped lead that team to an NBA Finals their first year together. Had a chance to finish it down. He just ran up against Giannis. Here's the point that thing. I'm trying to make is this. With Chris Paul's leadership and knowing that he's going to be able to facilitate and he's and not to mention he'll get some buckets when need to. Not every time, when need to. And plus Kevin Durant is going to be the best teammate Chris Paul has ever played with in the NBA. Pressure is going to be on him because Kevin Durant does not need to have the ball to dominate the game of basketball. I hear what you're saying. The thing for me is, again, it comes down to age. It comes down to age for me. And while you said Kevin Durant is in his prime, I, I, I look, again, I, no disrespect towards Kevin Durant, but Chris Paul's 37. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is like, what, 34? 36. 36? I thought it was like 34. My Regardless, not the point. He's in his mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. The peak time for an NBA player is mid to late 20s. So biologically, these guys, the, the clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, it comes to a point in time where your body just doesn't respond as quickly. You can't move as quickly. And I'm not, but, look. But here's the thing, though. A lot of people thought that was going to happen to Kevin Durant when he tore his Achilles. No, I understand. He's playing, be- he's playing better than ever. I understand. And injury. What I'm saying, and I, far be it from me, there's a reason these guys are world-class athletes. They recover from injuries better than the rest of us. I don't know if it's something with them biologically exactly. or not. But when you look at everybody else in that category, when you look at these star athletes, many of them don't play as well once they pass 30. But, dog, so, here's the thing, though. A lot of the, uh, like Kevin Durant's not like all other athletes, though. I I understand that. Again, I understand what we're saying. I, I respect Kevin Durant's game. I just from a purely numbers standpoint and from what I've seen historically, I don't see this team winning at all. I can, I, I can just not this year. No, I still can't see it. I it's, I, this is not going to work out for him. This is going to blow up in Phoenix's face. And I don't years. think it's going to blow up because just given the type of players that those guys got, not to mention you haven't, ta- you have not taken account Chris Paul's leadership and the mentorship, not to mention the potential relationship that he has with Chris Paul, for one. The other thing that you haven't taken into account, Monty Williams, who is a terrific coach. I love Monty Williams. And I think he can handle what Kevin Durant's going to bring. Kevin we'll Durant, see. Kevin Durant, he has some issues. One he thing he is, he's not a toxic teammate. <laughs> think about Okay, think about it. Think about you, it. Th- look, I, I will give you this, but there can be an argument made. All right, I'm listening. But no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. There can be an argument made. I I'm agree listening. What's the argument? Just some of the attention that he brings to the team, and some of the the unnecessary. And look, the the burner so, accounts are case in point. All yeah, but dog, like that looks that bad. But that was a while ago. That doesn't make him a toxic teammate. No, and you're right. But I'm saying there is an argument. Can to that be a made. distraction? Yeah, but Absolutely. a lot of teammates can be distractions. No, I'll give you that. And but it's that's like, not toxic. 
No, and that's what I was saying is while there can be an argument made, I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm with you on this, that Kevin Durant is not necessarily a toxic person or a toxic teammate. He might be a toxic person, but he's not a toxic teammate. Look, I don't know him personally, so I can't comment on he that. He just want to play basketball. That's he the does. thing about it. I, I so, respect that. Again, I say it's going to work. I'm, I, I don't have high hopes. You're, now, you're I, I'm not picking them to win the championship this year because of just like by circumstances. Mm-hmm. But maybe next year they'll compete. They're definitely right. going to compete. All right. Well, let's we got to touch on a couple more trades before we get out of here um, or move on to the next topic. I want to touch on we got to touch on Kyrie, which was the longest time coming. You want to talk that about that? Uh, yeah. Thank you you. want to talk about a toxic teammate? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Look, okay. First things first. Perfect first, segue. First We're getting first. better at our segues. First things first. Mm hmm. Remind to a lot of our listeners, we are advocates for people trying to get their money. Always. Without question. We want everybody to get their bag. Always. That's an always thing. With Kyrie Irving, I don't knock him for getting his bag. No, but when you have lost your mind. (laughs) I'm not even going to say that. When you (laughs) have been unreliable. Yep. Of showing up to a certain degree. Expect them not to have faith in you and be able to give you the money. Why do you think Jalen Hurts is going to get paid? Yep. Why do you think Kevin Durant's going to get paid? Yep. Why do you think a lot of these guys that have played a whole lot of games have gotten paid? Why do you think Luca's going to get paid if he hadn't gotten paid already? Mm-hmm. There's, I 100% agree with you on this. I mean, this trade was a long time coming. This is the, you got to show, show up. You got, this you is, got to show up. And I get, look, I get the off-the-court stuff. I get the off-the-court stuff. You're changing, you, like, whatever you do in your personal life, that's fine. We're talking about being a professional. You have to leave your person. Like, okay, I, I'm going to touch on this a little bit. I have no issue with you using your platform to do with it as you please. Yes, but at a certain a, point in time, you have to leave your bags at the door when you step on that court. If you want to promote stuff in your own time, you know, on social media, do interviews like that, you know, that's totally fine. Again, I'm not knocking you for using your platform to make and inspire whatever change you may feel is necessary or any change you want to get behind. I get that. I respect that. You know, we would do the same. I feel like if you or I were in the same boat, but it's the same from any facet of the professional world. You you leave your shit at the door. (laughs) <laughs> you not, come in for it's work. It's not even just that, dog. It's just being a professional in general. Yeah. You got no matter what you do, no like no matter what you're doing, leave it at the door. Handle your business. Handle your business because whatever you go through personally, do not bring that into the place of business because at the end of the day, when you're working, you're still being held accountable of doing your job. Exactly. And a lot of people that support Kyrie on this one, and get, again, forget this bag, completely valid. Not yeah. any, don't even have an issue with it. No, that's fair. The part that a lot of people that are pro-Kyrie on this one, to go ahead and fight the system and fight the system on this one, I get where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, you still got to go home. You still got to be able to pay bills. You still got to be able to pay off mortgages. You still got to like find a way to find a way to get a car. You can't steal it. You go to jail. You can't mm-hmm. uh, uh, like you're not n- nothing's free in life. That's the bottom line. 
at the end of the day you still got to go out there make money but in order to make money you got to be able to do the bit you got to be able to do the business Kyrie uh, Kyrie Irving is playing in the NBA he will never own the NBA which means he's not signing checks somebody else got to sign the checks to be able to make sure he get his money that's the bottom line on it so if somebody signing your check whatever the rules and the regulations are there you gotta follow it or else you don't get the, or else you don't get the money that's life so you got to be a professional on that one yeah i mean i agree with you 100 let's touch on a couple more trades before we move on i do want to get into um oh my god why am i drawing a blank in his name talking about getting the band back together um pat beverly yes pat bev that's it his whole getting the band back together thing and then the next day he got traded <laughs> that was funny that was funny to me I, I just want to touch on that briefly. I thought that was hilarious, but well, we got to end look, the look. Let me ask you this. We'll, we'll go ahead and end this quick. I, can, I think I can end it quick with the same with, with this question. I want to touch on Russ real quick who, too before we get out of here. But do your thing. Who who won? Who won the trade deadline? In your opinion, who won the trade deadline? Yeah, wasn't Dallas. I don't know because now with Kyrie Irving, now with Kyrie Irving and um and Luca. They can make some noise in the West. They're not going to win the West, but they can make some noise. They could definitely do it. Uh, but, like, original question. Who won the trade deadline? Who won the trade deadline? And if the jury's still out, that's fine. But right now, I say Phoenix because they got Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. But underrated, uh, underrated winner? Heck, I'd go to the L.A. Lakers. And I'm not a big Lakers fan. I honestly, yeah, I'm, I, I think go, the Lakers. Like, hmm. let's see, you let go of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. You got D'Angelo Russell, who you, who again, former Laker, he was drafted by the team. Tremendous, a tremendous point guard can facilitate, and he can shoot, and he can spot up, catch and shoot. You get Malik Beasley, you get a shooter. You get Jared Vanderbilt, a three and D guy. You get Mo Bamba, who could be the heir apparent. A three and D Davis. guy. Yeah, another three and D guy. No, you dump he, Russ's. He he, he he not he not apparent to a, uh, like AD AD is. Uh, AD. It, but he can coach him up. But also the the big winner that we're completely overlooking. You've dumped a forty seven million dollar contract, <laughs> like on a player who wasn't worth it. Because Russ is gone. Yeah. So you got D'Lo back. Who D'Lo is a fantastic placeholder. Yep. As a point guard. Again, you're right. You got, you know, you, you have all these other players who can play the, those three and D guys. So you have the people who can bang down inside. You have your point guard who can facilitate. You have your LeBron who can kind of do whatever. You have your three and D guys. And now you got an extra $47 million. I think it's a huge win. Honestly, another winner, because I, I can't say Phoenix just because I, I don't think this is going to work. Um, but I will be happy to be wrong. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. For getting Sadiq Bay and basically giving up nothing. Because how often do second round picks actually make the team in the draft? Not very often, but dog, I'm worried about my Hawks. I'm worried about them too, but it's it. This was a smart. I'm worried, move. I'm worried we're gonna lose Trey Young soon. He's gonna well, he's gonna want to demand a trade. I, I'm worried. About I don't that. blame we'll, him. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that another time. We'll, we'll cross the bridge when it happens. Yeah. But speaking of NBA, uh, and we we'll, we can get back into this a little bit. All-Star game just happened as we're recording this. 
um, three-point contest for the the fake. Um, first of all, Dame, shout out Dame. I love Dame. I'm glad he got his three-point contest win, but also from the alleged fake uh, all-star with Tyrese Halliburton put up 31 points in one round of a three-point contest. That was nuts. But, like, I want to give a shout-out to Matt McClung, too, in the dunk contest. Dude, dude went off. He made the dunk contest fun to watch again. What's the question? Are all-star games and all-star events worth it? Like kind of what's done right, what's done wrong, what needs to change across all facets of sports? They need to change to fit the era in which we are in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like it used to be. A lot of things aren't. That is okay to some people. But to the majority, it's okay because we are in a time of change. Mm Mm-hmm. With the in, well, first of all, with the NBA All Star Game, it's become to a street ball level. I like that. It's it's fun because you're trying to do way you're trying to have ways of making it competitive. It's not just being a whole score. I'm scoring. Let let everybody score. Because that first year they implemented that that uh the whole scout the whole um street ball type of uh, street ball type of game. It was the year Kevin Durant passed. It was the year Kevin after the year Kevin, not Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant passed. That mm-hmm. was one of the most competitive All Star games ever. That game was in that was game was uh, in Toronto, and Team LeBron and Team Giannis were going at it. They were going toe to toe. Defense was being played the last few minutes of the game. Since then, and like the competitions of that's what we want to see. We want to see the best players kind of competing, going at each other. Through every which way, and that happened. So that change has been good. This year it was different because they did a pickup basketball game type level where the day of the game, once everybody's introduced, the captains are picking the players off the rip. I like I that. Lo- I like that. So the game aspect has changed. Mm-hmm. The festivities, like the NBA All Star Saturday, that got to change. I don't like the scoring that they do in the all-star game. Like the set final target score. Like, I don't like that. Do you 15 minutes? No, 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 no. I like to sit. Here's the reason why. If you do it regular time, them jokers going to put up over, over 200 points. Give it a set. Give it a set. That's more competitive. Okay. That is way more more competitive because when you're playing, think of 2k. When you're doing a regular my part game, mm-hmm. you got it's the best. It's the best of twenty one. First give you team that. to get twenty one wins. I give you that. So that like that's the point of it. That's competitive because you're trying to stop another team. If you can't score or get there, they have a chance to do it. You don't want that because then again you're going to rely on time rather than I got twenty one game. I score here. Doesn't matter what time it is game i get what you're saying so that's, so that's that one aspect but back to what i what uh, back to what i was about to say as far as with time uh, as far as with the saturday skills mm-hmm. challenge you can leave that one alone that'll be fine mm-hmm. um the three-point contest has gotten better because they added the four-point spot mm-hmm. and again we're in a three-point era mm-hmm. the dunk contest either got to get moved or they got to find a way to get stars to get in the dunk contest there is no hype with it anymore y'all, so, can, say, y'all can say matt uh, look 
shout out to Matt McConklin. He earned it. He put on the show. Kudos to him. What are the chances? What are the chances? Like he's going to do it next year? What are the chances? Like somebody else is going to put on the show in the dunk contest next season? That's my that's that's one of my main issues. So make it. A lot of the players have actually spoken about or spoken out about this. The reason Zion, the reason Ja, the reason a lot of these other players why why LeBron is do a dunk contest to bring him back in the conversation. There's really nothing on the line other than pride. So you know maybe but a, lot throw, these, a lot of these guys don't have a lot of pride for that. And that, I hear what you're saying. And that like, is the problem. You gotta find. You gotta find a way to add. Like you gotta gotta find a way to get like convince a star to do like to do the dunk contest because that's what people want to see they want to see stars do it dominique did it spud webb did it like uh just just legends michael jordan has done it kobe's done it vince carter's done it but it's getting a lot of guys who don't even like it's one thing about getting nobody to do it it's another thing just getting a bunch of random people that don't even get a whole lot of playing time in a basketball game to do it I get what you're saying, and I, I guess so. What the players are talking about is, you know, put some money on the line, have a bonus in there for all star things. I mean, and I'm not opposed to that. Heck no, I'm not opposed to that. Any like anything you could do to get like some of the top stars in the NBA to do a dunk contest, I'm with it. Now, when it does happen, and I'm hoping it does, when it does happen, can you get them? Like they got to get it off the one. They got to uh, like you must. The judging is another issue. The fact that you can miss t- ten dunks and possibly get a fifty, uh, get a uh, get a straight uh, get a straight tens, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. If they don't get it off the first try, no, no, no fifty should be given. Heck, no ten should be given. Matt McConklin got it, uh, got a dunk, got his dunks finished on the first try. Yep, that's what made it entertaining. If you miss it the first one, points deducted. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I feel like the scoring's too easy. Not giving no ten. Yes, the scoring no. is easy. Now, D Wade, I think he messed it up for a lot of people that went. Mm-hmm. He was a judge because Aaron, 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 Go- Aaron, Go- Aaron Gordon should have won one. Oh, for sure. Because, like, because here's the thing: we said, and I want to go back to that point where you said Matt, McG- um, Matt McConklin, he saved the dunk contest. McClung, McClung. Say the uh say the dunk contest. We said the same thing about Aaron, like Aaron Gordon and um Zach Levine. I don't know if he saved it, but he definitely brought oh, it back that, to I'm not, this I, year. I, I, no, uh, like this year, yes. As far as in the future, we don't know. We'll see. We thought, last, we, we thought we was gonna get another Zach Levine and Aaron. Last Gordon, year was bad. And last year was did. bad. <laughs> the only the only noticeable dunk last year was when he brought out his Tims, and I thought that was fun. no, no. Because I don't that, remember, I don't even remember the dunk contest last year, and I, I remember that because I remember he brought up the Tims. But beyond that, like that was that's the only thing I remember, and that was his first dunk. That shouldn't be the only thing I remember from that. I'm agreeing with you 100. But the fact that the first dunk of the night from last year was the only dunk I remember, that's an issue. Yep. So I agree with you 100. To and fix like, that, as, you got to get stars. Mm-hmm. And, say, and second thing, judges got to be more strict. If they don't get off the first one, no 10 should be given. I agree. And as for other all-star games, like, you know, for the Pro Bowl and stuff like that, I appreciate them bringing back the skills challenge. I could care less about a dodgeball game. I could care less about, you know, go back to the early. I like you know, that flag football. I'm not going to lie. I'll give you the flag football. I, I, I like that flag football one. 
I don't need dodgeball. I don't need a strength contest between O-linemen, water balloon tosses. Like, you can do skill contests per position. You can do stuff like that. Yep. Like, that's different. So they're in the right direction, but it's nowhere near where it needs to be. So well, but the no. fact that you're in the right direction means you got something to build off uh, build off of and like continue to work and get better on it. Yeah, Again, and I go back, dog. I'm going back to that um to that flag football game. That was good. That was really good competition. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun, and that's yeah. why like it, it's good to see that. But also, like you look at these some of these other players who are just taking the time off, like. The reason why Josh Allen didn't go to the Pro Bowl is he wouldn't play golf instead. Yep. Again, you've got to get some more. And there are stars who show up, don't get me wrong, but there's some who just don't care. Yeah. So and I feel like you you need to kind of up the ante a little bit. Yep. But speaking of changes, you know, we, we got to speed up for these next two topics real quick. Um, while the NFL is gone, speaking of football, the XFL is back. Yep. So Wayne the Rod Johnson. I don't hate it. I don't I don't know if I like it yet, but I don't hate it. I gotta go back um, and look at some highlights, but I think mm-hmm. overall successful. I think the biggest thing uh is just looking at how their rules will pan out and possibly influence the NFL. And that's what the USFL did. I mean, if you look at the original USFL, some of those plays, like the challenges, you know, the yep. the um the sky cam, a lot of yep. those things that the USFL did, the NFL wasn't doing. So it, I, I like having these competitive leagues. I like having, you know, spring and summer football. Granted, the, you can see just by watching the game, there is a clear distinction in talent level. But <laughs> it's still fun to watch. I mean, it, it's fun to watch. I'll, I'll always watch football as long as it's competitive. We're good to go on that. Um, the rules are kind of fun. Um, I like the tiered extra points to a degree. Um the kickoff is still weird to me, but you know that's neither here nor there. I, I like that. T- I like that extra point thing. I, I like that extra point thing. That two point conversion. I, I like that. But I, I, I really do like that. I think XFL is going to be successful. Um, it work. And also, it's like a G League to me. It's like mm-hmm. a G League or a free agent showcase. Basically, guys that have not played in a while that are still trying to like seek aspirations of getting into the NFL. It's like a G League to me. And I'm always and I'm always for that, um, but also the fan and attendance support that was pretty good. It's not bad. I mean, look, here's the way I look at it: as long as they don't try to do the the reason why the USFL sunk is they tried to move to the the first time. Not that this was decades ago. The reason why it didn't work is because it people need to understand that when you start a new sports league, it is very much. Unprofitable for the first few years. And trial and and error. Exactly. It's trial and error. So if you understand that this is going to take time to build, you have the right people involved, you have the right thing, and you know your lane, you are not going to come out of the gate and compete with the NFL after one year of existence. It's not going to happen. So if you know your place and you try to, like you said, it's a G League. And I, I get that. It's fun. I mean, G League games, you know, they may not be the most fun to watch on TV, but the fun of person. It's like a G like, League or a minor league type thing. Exactly. And it, it's a fun game to watch. So it, it's still football. It's football in the spring and summer. Yep. As long as they're not going to move to the fall, then I think they've got a place. And I mean, yep. I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to be the G League for the NFL, which would and, make sense. And I'm fine with that. Plus, it's going to give America more football more football until like the real football comes back. Which is never a bad thing. As long yeah, as the games are good. As long as the games are good. And we've seen some good games. We have. And you did touch on rule changes, too. I want to get in uh, some baseball real quick, too, before we sign off here. 
What are your thoughts well, on the MLB rule changes? Because I've got some for well, me. Well, let's talk about some of the rules in the XFL if if you got them. I got a couple of them, yeah. So we'll we'll right. bring up a couple, and then we got we'll 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 get then we'll get over. MLB. All right. So talk talk to me. Uh, some of the rule changes I remember. Well, first of all, we already mentioned earlier about the uh the rules for the two point uh, the one point two point and three point conversions. Yep. So with a three point conversion, you try to go for that after you score. Uh, you got to be at the 10-yard line. You get one play from the 10. I like that. It was entertaining. I, and, not, and not only that, it, it like it's not for everybody. Everybody cannot be able to score um, from the 10-yard line. That is difficult to do. I do like, and the one thing I like the most, is their 4th uh, and 15 onside kick alternative. I'm listening. I like that. So if you're doing an onside kick, you basically you go to the um, here. I'll pull up the rule. So it happened. I think yeah, it happened uh, during the San Antonio or San Antonio game. So it's a fourth and fifteen. So you find it. Yeah, the XFL allows teams to opt to line up at their own twenty-five yard line facing the fourth and fifteen, and if they convert the first down, they keep the ball. So it's that's interesting to me. Like that's that's different. So instead of kicking the ball on side, which is a statistically improbable play, you do a fourth and fifteen, and you which is still very difficult to complete and very difficult to convert on. But it's easier than kicking the ball ten yards down the field into nine or ten people. <laughs> like I I understand it. I I don't hate that play. I don't hate that at all. Um, I like that. I like the, uh, I mean, besides that, nothing else is too crazy. I mean, the kickoff is a little weird for me, but it's nice to see kickoffs in football. You can do a traditional onside kick, which I like, so you have the option to do a traditional onside kick, or you do the fourth and 15, but that's only in the fourth quarter. Well, first of all, like people that play Madden and like football, they're like going for fourth downs anyway. Always. I'm with it. Like I said, there's a lot of trials. And and plus, like, think about punts and Madden. (laughs) <laughs> I do. I will punt if it's an in if it is longer than fourth and whatever, fourth and forever. I'll punt. I, I punt to pin people down in bad areas, especially when I know that my defense can cause pressure. If it's like fourth and three, I'm probably going for it. But that, that's neither here nor there. Depends on where I'm at on the field. That's true. I'll give you that. But no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go I'll ahead. Do it. But yeah, so like some of the rules don't make a whole lot of sense. Like the, the double forward pass is weird to me. Um, they're saying if teams complete a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, the teammate throw the second forward pass as long as the ball has not crossed the line of scrimmage. I'm with it. So I, I, I'm not against it. I'm just, I, I need to see it a couple Again, more times. A lot of rules, I... it's a trial and error type thing. Heck, a lot, I bet you a lot of these rules were talked about the NFL, but they don't know if it'll work. This is the point of G League. And yeah, then, no. and not to mention, it's a little bit like the NBA, uh, like MLB, uh, MLB is doing right now where the MLB. Is you like has implemented some new rules to uh, like to their league, but they had to do a trial and error with the minor leagues. Yeah, and, and, and direct this into our next up. Uh, Absolutely, next that's how you lead that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me, sir. Teach me. So we'll get right into that. Great, yeah, great segue, man. So basically, for those who don't know, the MLB has done three new rules um, this or going into the season that they tested in minor leagues last year during the 2022 or the 2022 season. So it is a pitch timer, bigger bases, and the elimination of the defensive shift. 
So the pitch clock is giving pitchers a time limit to throw, countdown uh, 15 seconds with no runners on base and 20 seconds with a runner. The pitcher does not start to throw before the timer ends. It's an automatic ball, which I don't hate. There are a few things more. And, and, as someone who likes baseball, it, I feel like all anybody can admit there are few things more boring than watching a pitcher with a 60-second wind-up. It's like, dude, just throw it. So I get that. Um, like, wasting, also, uh, like wasting a bunch of time. Exactly. Uh, there will also be a 30-second timer between batters, and a hitter must enter the batter's box by the eight-second mark or be charged with an automatic strike. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so basically, there's a 30-second timer in between batters. So say, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, or I'm at the plate, you know, I strike out because I'm garbage at baseball, and then you're coming up, and if you haven't stepped into – or you have 30 seconds to step into the – or just, you know, get to the plate. If you haven't entered the batter's box with eight seconds left in that 30-second countdown, you automatically start in an 0-1 count. I don't like that one. Okay, say that one more time because I'm trying not to get – I'm trying not to confuse myself. You're good. So I'm at the plate. Yep. I strike out. Yep. Because I'm garbage at baseball. Yep. Um, but that's a whole personal thing to get into it. So now I'm leaving the plate. You're on deck. You now have 30 seconds – to be ready for that first pitch. Okay. But if if you don't step in the batter's box with eight seconds left on that 30-second countdown, or sorry, if you don't step in, yeah, if you don't step in the batter's box, then the first 22 seconds of that 30-second countdown, you will automatically start with an 0-1 count. You have an uh, automatic that start. That I agree with, because basically, uh, again, a lot of people, especially when the moments get high, they want to be able to take their precious time. I, I agree, but I disagree. I don't like the idea of an automatic strike. I would just say 30 seconds. Uh, no, I'm with that. If you earn it, you've earned it. I'm not with the automatic strike, but I, I like the idea of a 30-second timer. Uh, increased base sizes from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. Home plate's the same size. I, I, someone let who's me, better at statistics. Me, than, yeah, let you take this one. All right, so with the base size. <laughs> I don't this, care about this, this one. Is, with the base size, okay, so the details of that count like, is coming from my brother. My brother explained to me. That with the base sizes, one is to increase safety of both the uh, defense and defender and the and the base runner, because you know when say if a first base somebody's hit the ball they go in the first base, uh it's a short it's a short ball and the pitcher's trying to run to cut them off to avoid uh, bases to be bigger that way it'll give an angle for either the base runner to get uh, like to get the base safe, but also if the pitcher's about to beat them. Has a chance to touch uh, touch base without having to worry about a base runner potentially stepping on their foot or ankle. How okay. many times do we see that? So that's oh, getting one, spiked that's is one, the worst. That's that's one that's one thing to look at of it. The other thing to look at it is also to increase steal tendencies mm -hmm. to encourage that because bases are bigger and watching people steal bases that's entertaining. That's fun to watch. So that's one. That's the other thing. The third thing to look at. Actually, those are the main two. It's three square inches bigger, and also it's just for it's just for safety. It's, it's just just for safety precaution. I don't think it's going to change the steal rate a ton though, because three square inches is going to be a whole lot. Depends as long on as who you are. Say That's like fair. You're Ronald Acuna Jr. You're um trying to think who who else who else is good at stealing. I mean, Acuna's got the green light at all times anyway, but that's a different point. Pretty much, just like uh, just a, a bunch of guys that got the green light in general in baseball. Uh, Trey Turner. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'll give you that. Mookie Betts. I'll, yep, I'll give you Mookie. Too. How do I forget about Mookie? I love Mookie. Because Trey comes first to me. 
Fair enough. Not Trey. So, not, not not Trey. Uh, uh, Ronald Ronald comes. comes oh, I know. I feel you. I I I hate that Mookie's with the Dodgers now, but again, I, I respect him for going to get his bag. I can't I can't fault the guy for that. Nope. Boston wasn't going to pay him, so which is, that's a different conversation for another day. Yep. The last rule change for the MLB um, is the end of the defensive shift. Uh, for those who don't know, that's moving a shortstop over to second base or second baseman over to short. Uh, with one of them in shallow outfield. Teams must now have at least four infielders at all times with two infielders on each side of second base. Those four infielders must be standing with both feet on the infield dirt, and teams can still bring in an extra outfielder to have five infielders. So basically, can't play deep, still have to play within the confines of the game. If you're really good at that kind of line drive over the you know second, third, or short stops head, you're going to get on base. This whole thing has been done, and you and I were talking about this before the call. Uh, this whole, all these rule changes have basically been done to speed up the game and also to make it more offensively driven, which I'm not opposed to yet. So, the average time of a baseball game is three hours and three minutes. And Jalen, you were telling me how you were at one of the Alabama games uh, for one of their opening day games, and it was how long? Two hours and 15 minutes. So, you're cutting almost a whole hour off the time. That's quick. That's quick. And I think so, that can increase viewership for people that actually want to try to get into baseball, but they don't want to wait too long for it. Absolutely. And I mean, that's I, I know baseball and cricket are different, uh, very different, but that reminds me of something that you and I did when we were in college. Um, I had We had to write a paper. I don't know if you were in this class or not, um, but I had to write a paper on the 90-minute uh, cricket league. So basically, cricket viewership in the United States is not very good, but nationally it does okay. So what they did is they created a whole separate league where the game is over in uh, – 90 minutes. So basically it's just lightning round, you know, go, 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 go. And I think base and they've seen success with that. So I think baseball is looking at that and saying, well, we're not going to do, you know, 90 minute baseball, nope. but we could maybe speed up the game a little bit. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it um, yet. I'm interested to see what it does first. Off the, off the rip from what I've seen thus far, it is frustrating a lot of coaches and some fans and some players mm -hmm. But somebody mentioned in a broadcast that I was listening to, once everybody gets used to it, because usually when you're dealing with new rules and first, any like rule first change takes some time. Yeah, take some time to get used to it. It gets frustrating and people won't like it. But then again, like when, once you give it time and like you start getting used to it, then you're going to start seeing the efficiency happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any rule change takes time. I agree with 100%. But speaking of time, we are out. Um, so. <laughs> On that note, I um, want to give a shout-out to a couple people. Jay, do you have anything else you want to talk about before getting the shout-outs? Not off the rip. I'm good. All right. I'm good. So give our shout-outs real quick. Again, uh, we want to shout-out Austin over at the Wrestling World Podcast, our buddy Jim over at Fan in the Van, Brent and Dave over at 1420 Sports, um, the BS in Sports Podcast, Aaron and JD over at Brutally Honest Sports. Uh, you know, they're Eagles fans, so I know they're feeling it, but, you know, that that's a conversation for a different day. Um Jesse over the Undiscovered Entrepreneur Podcast, our boy Chill Takes, and then Dave and John over at Level the Playing Field. Um, so those are all the shout-outs for this week. If you guys want your own shout-outs, here's how you can do it. Give us five stars, rate, comment, review, all that fun stuff. Feed the algorithm gods. I don't care what you put in the comment section. You can literally just say, go whatever sports team you have. You can say, you know, I like sandwiches or whatever. I do. Who, who's the best? You know, what state has the best sandwich? I don't care. Put something in the comments so we can feed that algorithm. I don't know why it works, but it does. We are on every single podcast platform you can think of. At least I can off the top of my head. I'll even have a Samsung, and I think we're on the Samsung one. Um, we are, you know, 
if you liked it, tell your friends, tell everybody you know, tell your family, tell every single person in your life. If you didn't like it, this never happened, and you're never getting this time back. But I appreciate the hour of your life that you've given to us, um, and we'll just go our separate ways. But we thank you for trying us. Um, on that note, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace.